Gilmore Girls is the reason I listen to audiobooks at 1.5 speed. <laughs> we don't all do that. <laughs> Welcome to the books we loved. I'm Olivia and I'm here with Amanda and Drew. Say hello, my friends. Hello, hello my hello. friends. Where you lead, I will follow. You're supposed to I'm sing. not giving you this. I can't think I can't think of what the next lyrics are. <laughs> Anywhere that you take me to. Oh, gross. <laughs> You're gonna edit out her part and make it sound like yes. I actually call a response. <laughs> it's good to have the power. Drew, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do for the library? So I'm a digital services librarian um, here at the Troy Public Library. Um, I'll be up in the computer center helping out with all of the computer-based needs that people come in having, either with our computers or your own tech. Um, We deal with all of the downloadable databases and teach the technology-based programs. What's your favorite thing about the digital services department, do you think? What's your favorite offering that you always try to share with people? So one thing that we started um, just post-COVID is checking out hotspots. We currently have 20 hotspots that patrons can check out for two weeks, I believe. And they're just Verizon and T-Mobile hotspots to allow you to do anything. We were talking with a... um, a patron today whose mother is 96 in Grosseal mm. and takes it out because the internet doesn't work so well there. Mm. Too close to Canada. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. That you know, pe- cool. people will take them up north with them. I have one checked out. I'm going on a Labor Day trip and nice. I don't trust Airbnbs. Yes. So <laughs> I, I have one checked out just in case. Um, it's a really, really cool thing that we've started to get into. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So today we are talking about the Gilmore Girls TV show. We talk about the whole show. We talk a little bit about the reboot. And joining us in our fourth chair will be Erin. Drew, do you want to tell us a little bit about Erin and how we know her? Sure. So I think it was 2017. Um, Olivia and one of our other co-workers, Natalie, were doing trivia events at Granite City, a restaurant in town, and one of them was Gilmore Girls themed. And I am a paragon of Gilmore Girls knowledge, humbly, uh-huh. humbly speaking. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just showed up planning to sit at the bar and play along as best I could, um, just see what answers I knew. And I got there and Olivia was like, you know, there's this group of three who were expecting a fourth person, and now they're a person short. Do you want to just join them? And so with zero planning or anything, I just sat with this group of people. We called ourselves the Vicious Trollops. Nice. (laughs) And we got second place to a questionable decision. A group that was blatantly cheating. Blatantly cheating. But Um, I didn't know about it until after the game was over. No one knows Babette's last name. (laughs) I will, I will die on this hill. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up meeting up for a lot of other Gilmore Girls um, trivia tournaments in town after. We mm-hmm. won a couple of them. We had a rival group yes. that hated us. Yes. This so, all mm-hmm. sounds Gilmore Girls episode worthy. It was Thank great. Thank you. And we still to this day have a Facebook messenger. Oh, yeah. So um, these strangers became immediately our friends and mm-hmm. we bonded over this show that we love so much which is what we're talking about today. Yep, shout out to Bonnie and Sarah and Colleen. Our other vicious trollops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, any, anywhere. Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this question. It's this thing that I came up with on Sunday when I was going for my walk and I almost texted Drew, but I was like, nope, Olivia, you can do this, you can wait. So do you think, or when do you think, that the writers realized that they had three like women that exemplified their generation so like emily is like classic boomer she's like hardworking, but she like super cares what other people think about her lorelei is gen x so she's conceited and rebellious and then rory is a millennial and she's entitled and idealistic so Do you think clearly they realized before the reboot, right? Because they just like took all of the millennial stereotypes and like barfed them onto the page. (laughs) They're like, that's Murray. (laughs) Do you think they realized that before that? Do you think it was something that they knew from the beginning? Because it only works because Lorelai is so young. 
I, I think they knew it with Emily and Lorelai. Okay. I think they didn't have the distance on millennial culture to know that they were, that Rory would be emblematic of the, of the millennial experience as well. Yes. That they just tried to make her a different ideal and sort of emerge between the two. Okay. Um, and then I think it worked out. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, what comes of writing a millennial, millennial character as the millennial experience is starting to be defined. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then they start to figure out like what their what that generation is defined by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I wa- started watching this show when it came out. What mm-hmm. was it? 1997? Um October 5, 2000. 2000. Drew you're an encyclopedia, pop culture encyclopedia. <laughs> so it came out in 2000, so I was 14 and I watched it the first time around. Did you all watch it the first time around? No, Amanda's no. saying no. I was 20. I was in college, and this did not appeal to me at all. Oh. <laughs> I watched the whole season, series, sorry, whole series when I was 34. Oh, okay. When I was in Germany, oddly enough, <laughs> and I loved it yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. Now, rewatching it for this, I have different feelings that I had in my 30s. Yeah. Lorelai really bothers me in a lot of ways now because the way she like the way she treats some of the men she dates really bothers me now. Okay. Um, I feel like she not to be crass, but craps all over some of these guys that really love her. And I'm thinking of Max Medina. No, specifically. I <laughs> Max Medina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This but Max that, whole rela- that whole relationship is kind of awful anyway, because I feel like it's rushed and it's weird. And like when they start talking about marriage, I'm like, this is happening in a very weird way. And mm-hmm. you don't propose by giving somebody a thousand daisies <laughs> and not being there. I'm sorry. We should say at the beginning that there are going to be some spoilers. Yeah, that would be spoilers. <laughs> If you haven't watched the show by now, it's kind of on you. But I do think that actually speaks to a lot of the differences is when you watch it. Because this was also made in a time where you still had to wait week to week in order to see it. So that relationship felt more thought out if you're waiting a week in between. And Uh, that's... That is 100% accurate. I was telling my husband, I said, I think, I mean, I binged it all the first time as well, but I think it was watching with, with some other people and we were all in a different place in our life. But I told him, I said, I think I'm overloaded with her versus if I watched it every week, some of it would be more charming or funny or whatever. And I would have some time to cool off. But now binge watching, I'm just like, oh my God, you're making so many bad choices. I just want to <laughs> shake you. That's interesting. I do not but. feel that way. Erin, how do you feel about... Norelai um, <laughs> is flawless. So I don't understand anything you just said. Oh my god! Um, we. I was also <laughs> younger. I watched it with my sister, who's seven years older. So I started. I think I was eleven when it came out. So I was yeah. watching it from a totally different lens. Mm-hmm. And Dean was just a dreamboat, perfect first boyfriend. And really? My goodness! <laughs> if somebody oh, were to do that, no. Listen, I had Something those moments, but head. like eleven, they set that up as like the very stereotypical. He's yeah, tall. She's not. Like that was yes. what I was looking for in a human. Yeah. Um, I can agree. <laughs> Watching that yeah. when you were younger, that would be an adorable little And then later on, yeah. I had to rewatch it, and I didn't get to the binging it till the DVDs came out, right? So yeah. I don't know what year that was. You probably do, Drew. But <laughs> um, <laughs> then I go back and go, oh, he's super jealous. Oh, he's jealous of Harvard. That's actually really weird. Yes. You, you it's learn, like a red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think their power was in building characters you can relate to yes. at different times. So yes. like we would watch it with my mom sometimes. We'd watch it with my sister. And... Um, I think that you just find different things, which is why it stayed around for so long. Mm-hmm. In different phases, you're going to relate to different parts of relationships. And totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. How, what was your experience with it, Drew? Oh, I started watching it when it came out. I was 11. Yeah. And it was the first summer that, or first summer into school year that I was you know, allowed to watch my own shows. Uh-huh. So my entire existence was Gilmore Girls, Charmed, Survivor, American Idol. Oh, I just oh, had wow. such a nostalgic yeah. wave right? just hearing that like two thousand two thousand one peak experience. So it's it's been deeply ingrained in me for my entire life. Yeah, I think so. I'm with you, Drew, and I think that's why, Amanda, you were saying the other day that it was like the constant talking was irritating you, right? Um, sometimes I do like the banter. I do like how fast they talk because I talk really fast. Generally, I feel like I slow it down for the podcast. <laughs> And I like that, but sometimes when she goes on, uh, Lorelai goes on her ranty ranties, it just, I'm like, oh, you got to like rein it in. By the way, I actually really do like the show. Lorelai, <laughs> like I do, I, I love the show. I actually own it on DVD, nerdy. Um, Same. It's just sometimes she gets to, to, it's like too much. 
Well, it brings and up, it's her personality though. Yeah, so it brings up the like the idea of the unlikable female protagonist yes. too, like because I know a lot of people who just don't like it. That's a big thing right now, like the sad girl novel, and some people don't like it, and that's completely valid. Um, there are times that I'll read any book, and it can be a male or female lead, where it's like. I will get like the maid is a good example. I know that's really popular right now. I think Anita, Anita prose. Now I know a lot of book groups are doing it. It's been a lot of buzz since it came out. It was recommended to me by like three people. I got 50, 50% of the way through the book. And I kept, I like looked at it and I was like, I don't care if the main character dies. I don't care if she falls off a cliff. (laughs) Like if I don't feel any connection to the main character, I don't want to finish it. So I put that book down. And so I don't even know how I went off on this tangent, but unlikable female, unlikable female characters. Yeah. I think specifically you were talking about women who go off on tangents. Seriously. (laughs) And I have problems with that as I'm going off on a tangent. I see what you did there. (laughs) She's new on the mic. She's not afraid. That's aggressive. We love, we love that. Class. I hope uh, you can catch my British banter as yes. fun and playful, even yes. though I do a straight face typically. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah, I was thinking about when, like, the constant talking, and that's like what it's known for for people who don't even watch the show. They know that it's like that constant banter. And I'll be watching it and my partner Steve will come in the room and he'll just be like, what is happening? Like he just gets overloaded with the talking and he's like, they never even take a breath. And I didn't know if it was just because I like that kind of life, like I like talking all Mm -hmm. the time, or if it's just because it's like part of me because I watched it when I was in my formative years. What do you think? Oh, it's definitely part of me. Yeah. Gilmore Girls is the reason I listen to audiobooks at 1.5 speed. <laughs> we don't all do that. <laughs> it, no, it, it's the speed of the banter. It's how many pop culture references per minute they can fit in that has deeply informed me mm-hmm. through my entire life. Can I ask you guys who's your favorite banter partners on the show because she does it with so many different people and certain people it just kind of falls flat like um taylor dozy the market (laughs) i feel like it just doesn't register with him but there's certain people that kind of will pick it up and run with it with her a little bit so who are your favorite partners on the show paris and rory oh for sure that's a good one yeah it's a good one I think Lorelai and Rory are my favorite and it's a little on the nose, but like I just have gotten so used to their banter and it reminds me of relationships that are in my own family. (laughs) Are you guys banterers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a bit, do you have lots of siblings? I've got two siblings and then my mom uh, has four sisters. We've got a lot of aunts and cousins and we all you know, speak pretty quickly and go on and on. Uh, but as far as formative years, I do agree that, you know, part of my lens, and I like your perspective a lot, was mm-hmm. that I watched it at a different era. But then later in college, I watched West Wing, which is also mm. famously quick. Yes. And I think that that, I don't know which came first, but I know that I like quick, witty banter and uh, having to keep up or else if the show is a little bit slower, I'm kind of doing 12 different things while I'm watching the show. Mm -hmm. So if they're not fast enough for me, then I'm doing 12 things. Then you're on your phone, you're like, ah, I can kind of check out during this. I'm knitting and also taking care of dogs and, you Mm. know, walking around and cooking dinner. So maybe it's my brain and that like female ADHD that a lot of people are talking about (laughs) these days that appreciated women who just wouldn't slow down. Yeah, who kind (laughs) your attention interesting so we have a little plan today and that is to talk about our favorite Lorelai moments our favorite Rory moments and our favorite side characters so does anyone want to start with their favorite Lorelai either moment or storyline or relationship what did you bring to the table today Drew said his answer is right, and I'm dying it's, it's true. to know. Let's so, get the right answer out of the way. Um, my, it's not really my favorite Lorelai moment, but like peak Lorelai to me is the um, the Harvard trip when she's breaking oh. off the engagement with Max. Oh my gosh! Because yeah. you see a really really bold reaction to something that needs to change in her life. You see the aggressive avoidance of talking about it. Um, her making fun of the general population at the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, we're above Um, Her ability to fit in anywhere, her lack of boundaries and just randomly entering people's dorm rooms. Yes. Um, You see the start of the Harvard jealousy Mm -hmm. when she's looking at the walls and realizing Uh that she's not going to fit there. Like everything that is Lorelai to me is in that one episode. That is, yeah, I think you might be correct. (laughs) That's a great answer. And it's so interesting too, because... 
it's the aggressively not talking about mm-hmm. stuff, but that's her beef with her parents is they don't talk about stuff. Yeah. And that's why she goes on those tantrums and why I liked, cause I grew up in like a somewhat reserved family where we didn't really talk about, I mean, we I, like Scandinavian lineage. We didn't talk <laughs> about anything. And so Ro- Lorelai would just like rebel against that and talk about the importance of like talking about, like, we're going to air this out. And, um, yeah, but she doesn't in that, mm-hmm. in that one. She actively screams at Rory from their separate beds to yeah. just shut up about she it. She doesn't want it. And she yeah. leaves. Yeah. Physically leaves. So she doesn't have to talk about it. I think that gives you permission, though, to talk about it and have moments where you're not ready. So mm-hmm. I also yeah. grew up, um, British are known for a lot of emotions and sharing everything they're thinking or the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the permission to, okay, I'm not ready now, mm-hmm. but I will be, I think spoke to me as well. That is a really good example. <laughs> I've been actually, I just watched that episode last week and the Cheshire cat stuff was so funny when they kept keep seeing the cat on the stairs yeah. and then they're like, where's the cat? He's been here every day when we're coming to go and the woman's like, oh no, 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 he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't sit there and they're like, yeah, every time we've come and go, oh, no, no, he's no, never no. on the stairs. Yeah. Um, but yes, and just the jealousy with Harvard is interesting because I was thinking about, um, what's his futz? Her first boyfriend. Dean. Dean. Thank you. I can't remember that. It's like the dip at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> Dean, yeah, that, that weird kind of jealousy with the school. You know, at the beginning, she's like, doesn't want to go to Chilton because of Dean, right? And they're not even dating yet, necessarily. Um, I don't know where I was going with any of this. You can totally cut all of this out. The Harvard of jealousy. Yeah, but I have I had a point and it's gone. So anyway. Well, yeah, but it, no, that is, especially in those like early seasons, Rory's so perfect and she mm-hmm. has this like bright future. And then the people around her like clearly love her and want her to succeed. But then they also, it like makes them think about their own lives and maybe mm-hmm. their inadequacies and mm-hmm. their lack of opportunity. And that is a really good answer. Because <laughs> yeah. now I'm thinking about how like the reason... She can't go, she couldn't go to Harvard was because of Rory. And now she has to like be happy for Rory having mm-hmm. this opportunity. So in that way, she was a really good mom. Yeah. Good answer. Good start. We started high. Erin, do you want to tell yours? My answer is a little bit lighter and just shows some softness that comes with Lorelai. She had to have a lot of strength early on. She mm-hmm. runs away with her daughter and goes and creates his own life. But I love the episode where Kirk asks her out. Oh, that's a great <laughs> one. Yes, it's fantastic. And they they poke lots of fun at Kirk because that's the entire point of that character. Yeah. But she handles him with such grace and sees that he has emotion and respects that. And I think that shows that maternal side that she learned and she balances the, I will tease everybody, but she's genuinely through and through kind to everybody. And that's mm-hmm. something that I didn't think always translated to Rory, but yeah. uh, I, I really appreciate that she can take a situation like that. We can all laugh at the show, but she treated him with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. She does have some really lovely moments. So I just watched an episode last night where she goes to Christopher's partner's baby shower. She Oof, And that woman is like so too. aggressive. Like she is kind of in scary. Sherry. She, pops up, Sherry. she pops up in the window <laughs> and she's like, hey, and they're both just talking in the car. And it's like, Jesus, like she is really aggressive and like wanting to be friends. And so she, Sherry is going on and on about how, I don't know what you said to Christopher, but it was fantastic because now he's super supportive about the pregnancy. I didn't know if I was going to tell him. And so Lorelai is hearing all the things that, you know, she wished that she would have had, right? Like supportive dad, he's going to be there through the pregnancy. He's going to be there with the baby, whatever. And she's hearing all this and you can just tell it's like crushing her mm-hmm. as she's hearing it. But she, she does um, take the high road in this instance. And she just goes in the bathroom and tries to like recompose herself. And then she like has this moment where it's like, you can tell she's so pissed. She opens the medicine cabinet and everything is like perfectly in its place. And she just starts like scrambling everything and putting things in different places. And I just, I had to laugh. Cause I was like, you know, even though you're, you're mature, sometimes you still want to like have your like blow off your steam. And I love that. That's like the worst thing that she wanted to do in that moment was just like reorganize someone's medicine cabinet and leave it messy. And then I love later in the show, when you find out that Rory went behind her and just reorganized it, Mm -hmm. it's like, they really are a good team. Is that also the episode where they devil like justice car? Yes. I want to talk about that too. That was my favorite Rory moment (laughs) because it's usually, no, No, it's okay. It was so funny. Sorry to, to switch tracks, but that was my favorite Rory moment 
moment because I feel like it's usually Lorelai that's kind of enticing Rory to kind of make some bad choices because she's so straight laced. Mm-hmm. So when she pulled up and was like, "Let's egg Jesse's car," and and uh, Lorelai's like, "We don't have any eggs," and she shakes the deviled egg container from the party, and it's so gross. Like I can't think of anything <laughs> smellier and more disgusting than deviled eggs. And then watching that has to be one of my favorite scenes is watching Jesse's reaction. Jess. I'm sorry, Jess. Sorry, Jess's reaction, and then watching like Luke respond to Jess and that. I was laughing so hard last night. I was like, I forgot how much I love this episode. Luke and Jess might be my favorite banter partner, actually. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's a good one, too. Because in the beginning, Luke is like super grumpy, like, and then he gets used to it, and then he starts pushing back and like being snarky towards Jess first, and Mm -hmm. then I love that. Yeah. That's a good spar team. No, that's a great Rory moment. So my favorite Lorelai moment. So the episode where she's invited to talk to a class at Stars Hollow High, right? About her business. And the kids start asking her questions about having a kid when she was 16. And then the angry suburban moms hunt her down and yell at her. And she has to like stand up for herself. That was the first moment that popped into my head. And I think because I came up with this very elaborate theory about how the show is actually about loneliness and being like outside of society. So she, even when we were talking about her jokes and her banter, when she'll tell them to people like Taylor Dosey and Mm -hmm. nobody else gets her jokes and nobody else gets her references famously like she tells all these references that nobody (laughs) else understands but it's all about like her relationship with herself like she makes herself laugh she doesn't really care if anybody else really likes what she says and then it made me realize in that episode like how even though she has all these like little quirky friends or whatever in town outside of of like the regular mom society she must have been and like how ostracizing it would be to have a kid when you were 16 like you don't get to graduate with your friends and mm-hmm. i also picked um when she takes the girls to the Bengals concert and they yes. and she that hunts them down <laughs> when she goes to the apartment and tells those guys off i'm like yes, yes. absolutely yeah. i liked that one too i a lot of the ones i thought of were when she was like defending teenage girls somehow mm-hmm. One of the things I like about Lorelai's character is I know when I was growing up and you would look at adults, I would, and I still, I'm in my forties and I still think like this. I'm like, I don't want to ever become like a full grown up where you're like grumpy and you talk yeah. about paying taxes and like, you kind of lose that like fun part mm-hmm. of yourself sometimes I feel like as you age because whatever life, but something I really like in, in your um, Bengals concert is making me think of it is that she, because she was kind of in essence in my mind, frozen in time in her teens, I feel like she gets to, she lets herself be more fun. And I think it's the pop culture references. Like you said, not everybody always catches them. I love that Rory gets them too. Yeah. But she has like that element of like not growing up. And one of my favorite scenes, it's like short, is when she talks about it's going to snow. Like I can't remember if she says she can smell the snow coming. Yeah. Smell snow, yeah. Yeah. And I think of that every winter because I lived mm-hmm. on a farm in New England for five years. And so um, I remember saying that to somebody and this guy that we worked with actually like did some research and read some articles and you can actually smell snow because of the change i forget what the science is behind it but there is something with the pressure in the air and blah 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 blah, blah science 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 that you can sort of smell a change right so you know what's coming so i remember feeling that and then hearing that and feeling like super validated in like a really weird way in my 20s and then mm-hmm. when i watched that show i remember being like yes like somebody else gets that and i just feel like that really captures like her not growing up, not becoming this grumpy adult, the Bengals concert, like so many scenes in the show, right? Where it's like, she's really fun. I love her relationship with Suki too, where they're kind of like silly, silly banter. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody hopefully in life has one of those best friends where you're like super ridiculous with and Suki, that first episode when she keeps like cutting herself and lighting things on fire. I was like, this is stressing me out. But tangent, sorry. Yeah. I think that's part of it, like the feeling like the outcast theory that I've created. I think like her actual relationships are really strong because she's always like an an authentic person, doesn't yeah. try to fit in. Is that your favorite Lorelai moment? That might be my favorite. Yeah, that's a good like one. Like a short. So what don't you like about Lorelai? I already covered mine. I already <laughs> I covered mine. I don't want a Lorelai bash. I really do no, like no. the show. But, but I think it's good. Like... Um, I didn't like when she was super controlling about Jess and would be like, I'm right. Oh my gosh. It's like, he's a vulnerable teen yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. 
like a literal child. Like when she goes and yells at him after the car accident. Yes. I don't watch that episode because it makes me so stressed out. I don't yeah. Like it. It's just she ever, she expects everyone to treat Rory a certain way, but then she doesn't turn around and do it if you make her mad. She's blown up at Dean. She's blown up at Jess. It's like, those are kids too. Like you mm-hmm. need to bring it down, especially Jess is like problem child. It's like that kid doesn't need anything else. He just needs like some love and yeah. a giant hug. His life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Here? Yeah, I was. I was just going to agree. You don't really um, see a lot of kids abandoned by their parents needing mm-hmm. to be scolded mm-hmm. in such yeah. a way. Um, I didn't necessarily notice that when I was young because I just followed the you know you, you team up with whoever the good guy is. But yeah, looking back, I'm like, God, it, spoiler: Jess ends up being my favorite character, even though <laughs> he was she was dating the bad boy when I was in my own personal nerdy years um and looking back and just seeing his growth from someone who's been abandoned to someone who's found someone to love him and you know luke really gives him a purpose and i I love where he develops so i skipped a couple of questions there (laughs) no that's a good one a lot he's a device divisive character a lot like max some people really like max he turns my stomach. I liked him the first time I watched it. He irritated me this time around. I was just like, oh, stop. No hate to the Max stands out there, but who are you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Where us. are you? Defend yourself. <laughs> what do you think about Max, Aaron? Do you like him? I I didn't really have much of an opinion on him. It bothered me even young that they were like, oh, let's not date while she's in your class. And then but they then had to out. start dating. Well, I mean, there you can wait a year for almost anything. Like, <laughs> hello, that would have been a lot easier. And maybe you would have realized that you weren't like destined right. for each other before you fell. <laughs> can we talk about that moment where like they kiss in the school and, and Paris is Paris is yeah. like family is all in turmoil. So she's the big gossip at the school. Mm-hmm. So then she goes and shares that gossip so that everyone's talking about Rory's mom and Rory and Rory walks into the cafeteria and she can't figure out what's going on. And everyone's kind of looking at her that put me back to high school in such a hard oh, way. I was like, oh, yeah. I hated that in high school when it's like you knew people were talking about you. Mm-hmm. It just, that that moment, I was like, this is quintessential, uncomfortable high school moment that just, oh, I did not, oh, I had to fast forward through that. I'm like yeah. getting hives as I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> high school is hard. Yeah, and she was just trying to get everybody else yeah. off her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how Rory talked to her, and she's like, you know how this feels. I like, know. you just went through this, and then you turn around and do this to me. Paris has like that such like weird veneer that when Rory kind of pokes the, the right buttons, mm-hmm. you can kind of see it sink into Paris a little bit. And going back to like the banter, I forget who said they like the Paris and, and mm-hmm. Rory banter. It's like they do have a really interesting relationship. Oh, yeah. I didn't like where they took it the first time I watched it, but I'm kind of appreciating it more now with like age, how they kind of keep putting them together. And again, it's like Jess for me, it was that character I didn't like the first time, but maybe with like age and some more life perspective, I like where you get to watch Paris grow, you get to watch Jess grow and change into different people. So Mm -hmm. I think Paris more than anyone else in the show was the right foil to Rory. Yes. That their, their constant clashing always felt correct to me yes where like they would approach things from different situations they would oftentimes reach the same conclusion Mm -hmm. but from their completely different paths and like build together Mm -hmm. like their their relationship more than almost anything else feels organic every step that it takes Mm. I like that she'll always ask what Rory's doing that weekend so they can do their projects or study. Mm-hmm. Rory's always got some weird like town thing, like <laughs> the town dance off and all this stuff. And she's just like, where do you live, Mayberry? You know, it's like that. And then she'll show up anyway. It's like she'll still show up. Yes. The other, I was thinking about parts that I was like almost unbearable for me to watch. Mm-hmm. And the, another high school one was when her counselor calls her a loser and tells her like, and is like, you don't have any friends. Why are you yeah. wearing your headphones at lunch and i was like our counselors why would you do it that way why Mm -hmm. would you immediately go up to someone and be like why would you make them feel like more of a loser like these kids have all gone to school together for years and you didn't instantly click with them what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's another good rory moment when she stands up yeah for herself to the headmaster and she's like you know you don't you don't see my life outside of here. You just know me that I put my headphones on during lunch, but it's like, I have a boyfriend. I have a best friend. That's been my best friend since whatever, you know, I hang out with my mom. I have a part-time job. I do all these things. And it's like, you don't see any of it. And I, I like that it kind of knocks him down a peg mm-hmm. in that instance because he's such a, oh, he's a good um, <laughs> figurehead for Chilton. Yeah. They cast him well because, oh. 
Another good Lorelai scene, not to, sorry, hijack the conversation for a second, is when the first day of school when she wears the cowboy boots and like oh, yeah. the Daisy Dukes and she tries to cover it up with a coat. Mm-hmm. And then her mom's there and she's like, take off your coat. Don't be rude. And it's like, oh my God, every time I watch it, I feel like I break into sweat. It's like, don't take your coat off. Don't that is such a off. stressful, yeah, such a stressful scene. Oh, man, <laughs> don't take off your coat. And then just the line, do you need a ride home or is your horse parked outside? <laughs> game changer they give emily gilmore some like really good zingers Mm -hmm. sometimes she says stuff that's actually when i laugh out loud is not having watched it for a while i forget that she has some really like biting comments that make me laugh out loud it's just like wow yeah emily and lorelei are pretty good sparring partners too (laughs) yeah so you've bestowed upon us the genius of your (laughs) lorelei moment drew what is your favorite rory moment I really struggled to pick a Rory moment, so I, I'm cheating on this a little. And I'm just going to say season four Rory as a concept. Because mm. it's, it's the only season that she's not actively in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So we get to see all of that from, like, laundry room guy and Marty, the resurgence of oh. Jess, res- the start of Logan, the unfortunate resurgence of Dean. But in all of that, we Gross. get, like... Yeah. The die jerk moment. Okay. Um, this is her really finding herself. Fourth in year college. is when she's a freshman in college, yes. right? Okay. I had to think. I was like, the show starts when she's going into tenth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and her like finding herself outside of the town. Mm-hmm. I just think that's that's my favorite. Rory in general. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't. And I can't on. really pick a moment, but. I think one of my possibles was when she pays the guy to leave so she can sit under the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, that is somebody with just like a little bit of an anxiety situation. And she just did what she needed to do for herself. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my possibles. Yeah. Season. What else happened in season four? Is that when she has the affair in season four? Yeah, when I say season four, Rory, I do not include season finale, Rory. Just to remind yeah, that. that was that was hurtful to all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found him to be a very controlling person. Mm-hmm. That he, yes, but it's the same. I think it's the thing that happened with all the male characters, all the boyfriends, anyway, in the show. Like once, like we see everyone so much through the lens of Lorelai and Rory that once they're over the relationship, all of a sudden they become super annoying because mm-hmm. Dean changed a lot. He was like. He, like, knew the references. I was thinking about that when you said you liked him, Aaron. <laughs> they changed him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. And he, like, made the bracelet and did the cute stuff. He would have yeah. been a perfectly good first boyfriend and then done. I wish they hadn't brought him back. Like, three months and done, right? Yeah, yeah. And d- they didn't need the breakup and the re-breakup and the, all of that. I mean, I guess we've, we saw plenty of people go through it, so it's relatable, but... Yeah. The one cute moment, and this was like further into the relationship, is when they go out for a double date with Max and Lorelai. Talk about that. And he explains like the Gilmore Girls to Max, where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a you know, one. yes, they'll eat a full dinner and they'll be full, but then you have to get ice cream. And even if you tell them no, they're going to bring you ice cream. And then of course they do. And mm-hmm. he's listing all the things. Oh, if they do this, just play along and make sure you say this. And it's like. That was a really precious moment. But yes, I totally agree. He should have been like a one and done, mm-hmm. three months, six months tops. Oh. Like when he gave her the car and everything, I was like, that's how long have you been dating? You're making her a car? It's a lot. They Do you know that, that Enneagram? Have you ever taken the Enneagram test? Yes, Olivia but I never remember what I am. I'm obsessed with the Enneagram test and Dean is a classic two. And the two, they always have like a strong side and then like the, you know, the flip side. And they're very like caring people. So mm-hmm. they'll be the ones that are like come to your house like before the party starts to help you set it up and then wash all your dishes while everybody else is talking. And they're like, they need to like give, give, give. And but that can also be a little like controlling. Like their care mm-hmm. is so much that it's a little bit like overstepping boundaries. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Dean is classic too. He's just like too much. Well, like that one episode where he calls her like twenty times. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and then comes to her house. That, that like, is also, though, that moment of, like, good first boyfriend. That yes. first person you're truly, mm-hmm. you know, got those chemicals and feel good. And yes. you're, you're a little bit obsessed. Yeah. And, and then she faded and should have been more in tune with her emotions yeah. with a mom like Lorelai to realize yeah. that, like, you don't just stay because it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like, relatable. Like, it's so, especially when you're young, you don't have that experience. You just, like, grow out of mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, I think it's hard to end a relationship when you don't have a reason. It's like, mm-hmm. they didn't cheat on you. They didn't like yeah. 
Can we normalize though, just like breaking up with someone because you're not feeling it? Anymore? Yeah, <laughs> right. that's hundred percent okay. Well, and that's what Lorelai was doing though. So that's yeah. where I always found. So where your that rants are really against yeah. Lorelai, my rants yeah. tend to be against Rory, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. girl, you had this great example of yes. it wasn't right, so I did this drastic thing, and we just had to end that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the breaker upper is always so vilified. I think about yeah. that sometimes when mm-hmm. I listen to like pop music too, and I'm like. Mm. And this is just maybe me being an old lady, but I'm are like, you, are you pointing these comments at Taylor Swift? Well, I know, and, Olivia, <laughs> and Olivia Rodrigo too. They do these like, yeah, oh. you broke up with me and now I hate you girl power. And it is, it is like, I get it. You're allowed to be angry. Yeah. But also like, they're not a villain just because they didn't want to date you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine to just, if you're not feeling it. Yeah. Dip. Yeah. This is fun to have this conversation because tonight when I go home, the episode I'm watching is where they have the dance thon. And, and Dean I need to live in a city yep. with a dance thon. Right. I'm sorry. I've been looking. I thought it was going to be Farmington, but. <laughs> Farmington. Get it together. I have a town for you. <laughs> is Stars Hollow not everybody's favorite character, though? It's like the dream place to live. No. I well, the older we it. get, oh, sorry, there's you not you quite it? enough diversity there. Like, it's very small yeah. town. Yeah, true. I also that. had to have a different lens as opposed to when I was young. I am a swing dancer, a pretty avid mm-hmm. swing dancer. So, like, a dance oh, thon would cool. definitely be on my mm. list of things to have in a city. I'd be there, like, drinking coffee and be, like, swaying on my feet, border, like, mm-hmm. trying not to fall over. I actually, it's funny that Stars Hollow comes up because, so for the favorite side character, that I actually wrote down too, and Stars Hollow was one of them, even though it's not a person, it's a place. <laughs> mm. I feel like it's a very, um, it's almost like a character because oh, yeah. of the way that it's drawn into everything, obviously because they live there, but I think it'd be such a fun place. Not Drew, why not do you Drew. This would be Drew's nightmare, so don't come visit me, but <laughs> like the dance-a-thons, <laughs> like where they go to the city, um, or I guess town meetings, and nothing ever gets accomplished, you know? All that stuff, having the same diner you can walk to every day, that's actually what I dreamed of. I lived in a small town before in New England, and some of this like is kind of fun and, and reminds me of certain things, mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, I Why would, love would it, you hate it, Drew? No, I'm I'm famously not a joiner. Oh, like, I'm a joiner. really? Joiner I would never have guessed oh, that. Stars about Hollow you. also is full of not joiners. Yeah, like, what, Kirk they is a joiner. Are Luke. you kidding me? You could be the Luke. I could be the Luke, I guess. But Luke hates it. Like he doesn't hate it. He, he loves it. But he he pushes against all there. of it. And if I had to live in a Stars Hollow, that would be me. Yeah. Like mm. would I would not go to Luke. I would think. Thank you. I'd be really good. I would not go to the town meetings. I would not go to the knit-a-thon. <gasps> I, I'm living what? for the knit-a-thon. <laughs> I would DoorDash all of my Luke's orders because oh. it creeps me out when people know me in restaurants. Oh, okay. Like, oh, man. Famously, I, I do not wish to be perceived. Um, would you consider to... having a large sign that you drop from the church <laughs> yeah. at, that no one can read? Oh my God, I just watched that episode last night and I was like, I want to know what it said. I and want... then when he's yelling and they're like trying to figure out what he's saying, that those are the best lines mm-hmm. in the Never show. Know. I could I could see that for me. True, it will disturb you to know that I go to Oaxaca here in Troy so much that they know my know me by name when I call in my order, and I go in and they're like, "Hey, Amanda," and I'm like, "I'm Next starting to reach that much. point with the Tim Hortons down the street, and it, they're great. I I adore them. They are wonderful. They make a coffee at that location. They do. The they one do. on 16, just yeah. east of Livernois, folks, hit it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see you there again. They are not sponsors, guys. <laughs> But it, it's just wild when I'm perceived. That's really? my favorite. That's what? my favorite Drew moment. We ran into each other at Tim Hortons one morning before we both had to open the library. I was like, "Oh, hey." Let's did go. he like duck and hide and run? He did. Nope. He actually knocked over display, caused a di- diversion, and then ran out. Well, and he was like throwing hot coffee as he did it. Oh. I was like, "I guess that's not Drew because the Drew I know is very nice and friendly." <laughs> and I didn't have coffee that day, and it was a hard day. Oh, that and makes I, sense. I, I recognize why you guys aren't seeing that because when I'm in like what I see as my places, I'm the exact opposite. Like I, I very much love being, you know, a figure of the library insofar as it goes. I like when people come in and say, Hey, I attended the program. I'm here to ask you a follow-up. Yeah. Like that aspect is so fun to me, Mm -hmm. but when I'm just a person in the world, Mm -hmm. No, no, thank you. What, you want to be a wallflower. You want to disappear yes. up against society. You like the anonymity. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is reminding me of the scene where um, they can't go to Luke's. I forget why she's fighting with Luke about something. So her and Rory find a restaurant 
outside of town to mm-hmm. go to for breakfast and they run coffee, into coffee 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 coffee, coffee. <laughs> yes and they're like you're gonna need to bring a couple pots and like three of these cups for each of us mm-hmm. and they run into michelle yeah and he is like so mad he's like he, he's been discovered in his little secret place where <laughs> he's like having this nice quiet breakfast no one's talking to him and she ruins it mm-hmm. for him that's what this is making me think of <laughs> like, mm. i have to rub, figure out where drew goes and ruin in one of his favorite places i'm just kidding that would be so mean Oof. we'll move there drew and you'll have the house next and i'll just drop in sometime absolutely Drew, since we ran you'll, into you'll each other <laughs> since we ran into each other i've been frequenting the um tim hortons off of um john r and 16 thank you you're welcome oh because i'm like i try and you. give people space before work so. i just saw donna the tim also, it's closer, this morning it was also, really it's weird a, it's a little closer to my house and the lady that's there every morning is very sweet mm-hmm. so Shout out to that location. So you don't mind being recognized since? Oh, no. I'm I'm very much an extrovert. I don't. Mm, that stuff it. doesn't bother me. What about you, Erin? Um, I think that I spent so many years being the wallflower that no mm-hmm. one could remember. Uh, s- circling back to swing dancing. I've been swing dancing since I was like 19. I've been a part of the Ann Arbor community for many, many years. And I brought my new shiny, like not new to me, but my best friend is the classic extrovert. Mm-hmm. And within the first year, everyone was like, oh, you're Brianna's friend. And I was like, y'all, I have been here and on the board for these dances <laughs> for six plus years. <laughs> Brianna is my friend. I love you, Brianna. This just happens because you're fabulous. Um, <laughs> so I have a bit of a mix where I think a piece of me is like, wow, what's it like to be that person? Mm-hmm. And I joke that I'm an introvert raised by extroverts. Mm-hmm. My dad walks into the bank and everyone knows who he is and what his account is and uh, I can go I literally got spotted um, while I was living in Texas my family all is in Michigan and they're like oh is your are your grandparents the Harkins and I was like yes (laughs) why do you know that that. (laughs) I do look a lot like my mom and aunts Uh, so I think my introverted side is like wow that's great it'd be nice to be recognized but when it happens I'm like hold up actually you're talking to me and I need to run away Oh, I didn't know you were an introvert, Drew. This oh, yeah. Is, this is fascinating. This is why we do this. Famously. Mm-hmm. Erin, what's your favorite worry moment? I love when she gives her valedictorian speech. Oh, that was one of mine. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody else would come up with that one. She's just very well-spoken. She gives a lot of credit where credit is due. She has so much potential. Um, Paris is right. Being valedictorian doesn't get you anywhere in life. (laughs) Um, That's a little nuance for later, but... I, I really appreciated that she did that. And it was on a bad day for her uh, with the whole Jess saga. Um, mm-hmm. So I appreciated that she just really gave credit and made everybody tear up and um, saw the effect that they had in her life. And she wasn't just the scolded child who's always perfect at everything. She gave a lot of credit to her her family and friends. That was a great one. Yeah. Shows how bookish she is, too. Mm-hmm. She mentions all the book stuff. Yeah, and the strength of her relationships. And it's also interesting to see her talking about Lorelai and rather than, like, to Lorelai. Like, they're acknowledging and just, like, flat out how important their relationship is. Mm-hmm. It's good. It is a good episode. That's definitely would have been one of mine. It cho- makes me choke up every time. I so watch it's it. I watch it a million it's Lorelai, Suki, and, and Luke. Um, Luke and Luke, and aren't and the they all like? It, well, yeah, Everybody, aren't yeah. they all like ugly crying? Not oh, yeah. ugly crying, but just like it's hitting them in yeah, the feels. Suki and Lorelai are trying to We're stop each other cry. from crying. We're not yeah. going to cry. I'm not crying. Tearing yeah. up, but not crying. And then Luke comes into the frame. I'm blubbering. You guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that I Luke was that there part. for that because. He's in their life every day, mm-hmm. and yeah, I let's love also Luke. normalize like um, grumpy men, like, yes. <laughs> like adults other than your parents. Yeah, being important Supportive to roles. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Rory moment? Mine was the deviled eggs. Oh, the devil eggs. Yeah, where they devil egg his car. So nasty. Wasn't that that was the one where Lane got really mad that he had a car? And yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, so you have this car after you crashed my friend's car, and then he, he's like yelling back at her, and then. Rory kind of yells at him too, which was kind of fun and surprising because I feel like she always defends Jess. So it was nice to see that. Lane doesn't even need a banter partner. Can no. we just talk about how Lane is yes. such a strong character? In She's and my herself. favorite side character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the one I picked That's a good that. one. She, I just love her. And my favorite Rory moment was her entire friendship with Lane. Basically, yeah. Oh, everything yeah. Lane. When Lane slides back the panels in her floor where she hides all <laughs> yeah. of her CDs yeah. because her mom doesn't want her having that music collection. Wait, do you want this? 
what about this big band, you know, da, 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 da. Uh-huh. And she slides back another panel. I'm like, how did you figure out how to do this? I want this bedroom. <laughs> To this day, I cannot say the word miscellaneous without thinking of, of that scene when she's going through the CDs yeah. and Rory's describing one. She's like, the miscellaneous section. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot use the word without that tone. Oh. <laughs> I love her. I love how passionate she is about music. Mm-hmm. I don't love her dumb husband at the end. Oh, yeah, where was Dave Rogowski? Nobody needed the OC as much as we needed Gilmore Girls. No. Disagree. No. <laughs> He could have done I both. Did, I actually love the OC. I did love the OC. Yes. I take it all back. <laughs> but but Zach just. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I wanted Henry. Zach was great to come in back the band, but not with Henry Zach. was yeah. great when she dates Henry, the guy from Chilton yeah. that she meets at the party. I wanted him to come back in the picture because. But he was would so he cute. read the entire Bible in a night to try and? Yeah. I mean, come on, it's oh, Dave. Dave is the winner, but Henry yeah. actually could have come back. Yeah, Henry would have been a good comeback. Zach was a funny side character, not supposed mm-hmm. to be a love interest, in yes. my opinion. Yes. He was right. He was great in the band. Mm-hmm. He was great in that role when he's like hitting on Lorelai or whatever, and everybody's weirded out by it. Yeah. But not as like a, like, why did she have to get married at all? <laughs> I feel I like she like shouldn't seeing, have been. I did like finding out when she got married that her mom had the same like she was hiding from her mom all of oh, her yeah. religion and yes. things. Yeah. So I appreciated oh, that she yeah. got married so we could see more on Mrs. Kim. Yes. But um I love Mrs. Yeah, Kim's character. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene in season one where they're in the antique shop in their house and she's walking around trying to find the customer who's walking around trying to find her and you hear him at like shout something is anyone here and she's like i'm over here and they both just keep walking Mm -hmm. and i'm like that would be such a fun house to grow up and to have like a store or something in the basement or the downstairs like that but i love mrs kim i love her character i was thinking about um when lane comes to stay with rory in her dorm room and uh because i i also like the lorelei lane relationship too like Mm -hmm. um one of my maybes for a Lorelai favorite moment was when she kicks Max out of the house. And because Lane is like having a bad day. And so she just like. Is that when she touched the boy's hair? Yes. Yes. And Lorelai takes it super seriously and like understands that it's like really a traumatic thing, even though now we're like, (laughs) (laughs) but as a teenager it would be like humiliating. Because a bunch of people saw it too, right? Wasn't she at band practice or going to some band event? Yeah. Yeah. What was that character's name, the boy that she liked? Oh, God. Oh, this would have been one of our trivia questions. Oh, seriously. I think if you gave us a little time, we could come up with it. Okay. You'll know it by the end. You'll shout it out just out of context. Like, that was the guy. <laughs> it's driving me nuts because I can see her talking about mm-hmm. it. We'll mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. Least favorite Rory moment? Oh, geez. The easy answer is everything a year in the life. Yeah. Oh, cool. Are we including that? Let's, in this discussion, I would like I hate to it briefly. I hated those episodes. Yeah. Like, A Year in the Life, to me, felt like it was the season seven that Amy Sherman Palladino wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she wrote it for a Mm 22-year-old and then just didn't change anything about Rory suddenly being 32 when it reads completely differently for a character in her 30s Um, and in, you know, 10 years plus society. But just everything about it, the, the peak... I didn't learn anything from my experience, and I mm-hmm. expect the the best to be handed to me mm-hmm. was so off-putting and mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, it didn't even feel like true to her character mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that when I was on my angry walk. Yeah. <laughs> your angry walk. I was like, Ugh. were you walking by yourself? I was, and I was just like thinking about that. I don't remember why I started thinking about it, but I was just like, that's not, she was a hard worker. Like, she wasn't. Like, there is the stereotype of, like, the entitled millennial, and that just seemed so cheap to me, and it seemed Mm -hmm. like she, yeah, like, exactly what you said, Drew, like, she couldn't kill her darlings and come up with something that was, Mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. The girl who wrote the pavement piece is not the same girl that didn't bring a book of, like, previous things to that interview that she did in Year in the Life. The pavement piece? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a significant. Oh, that's yeah. a Do we need to explain example. that to everybody? Yeah, yeah would you? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. So Drew is talking about when um, Paris was trying to ice Rory out of the paper. She gave her just the worst topic to have to write about, and so she just buckles down and writes the best piece possible on the repaving of the parking lot uh, to the point that the teacher was like, "That was just beautiful," and it moved me. And Paris is in the background going, uh, "This wasn't quite what I intended," mm-hmm. uh, and that actually brings up my point of my least favorite moment was that Mitchum Huntsberger actually broke Rory Mm -hmm. and um, there you know there's a lot to be said with the fact that she persevered through other things she had these strong women characters Mm -hmm. to look up to um, but he I think he broke her and she never came back from that Mm -hmm. and I mean there's a lot to be said of trying to be a woman in the workplace and that can be disheartening for a lot of people but we wanted more for Rory I wanted to see that turnaround that's what we wanted out of uh, a reboot mm-hmm. yeah my one of my least favorite things tv shows do is make a character go through the same revelation twice and <laughs> they totally did that with like the hunts like we already did that we already did i'm a failure at my career mm-hmm. and now i'm going to be resourceful and get back to school and like mm-hmm. deal yeah. with it anyway so like why would you bring that back she yeah. didn't have it <laughs> she just <laughs> didn't have it yeah also be careful what you say to people when you're in a position of power Right? Yeah, absolutely. I still like A Year in the Life because I think I had already given up on Rory. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, "Yeah, this is the path we thought she was going to take. So I enjoyed it for the other things. um, And I really liked seeing some of the characters come back and just be Mm -hmm. goofy and whoever. Mm -hmm. If you can take away the idea of who you wanted Rory to be when you started this, I think Mm -hmm. A Year in the Life is still fun mm-hmm. uh, and reboots are just often disappointing so i think i went yeah. into it knowing that it might not be what i thought yeah as much as i love sutton foster and i Ugh. do i did not understand what that was doing in there <laughs> why was it so long it was it was like half an hour <laughs> yes yeah. and i was I watching it, it live time uh we i flew down to my sister and we watched it when it came out at like two in the morning <laughs> or something it, it came out so that was really hard to get through which is i feel terrible saying because she's yeah. wildly talented yeah. but it just did not belong one of these things was not like the other yeah so what would you have had rory do in a reboot what would oh her God. life have been? What would you have done? Where did you? What do you think she would actually be doing? Well, she, if you recall, she was going on that tour. Um, not tour, wrong word. She was writing and following Barack Obama around, mm-hmm. and then like they gave us that teaser where there was a commercial with Michelle Obama. Yeah. I would have loved her to become a voice for women who felt downtrodden, who had been told being a valedictorian is not good enough, being a writer is not good enough, and like finding that space where she could be the voice of saying no matter who tells you you're not enough mm-hmm. you can do the things that you are set out to do and you're meant to do and I, totally. I could have seen her like taking all of those things and putting them somewhere that helps people behind her that's great mm-hmm. that's our answer <laughs> you heard it here first yeah I like and to be like an actual writer and an actual journalist it made me wonder like do they not know what journalists do like she could have written a book she could have like i don't know no what what i wanted and this is the only reason that i would support a year in the life too is i wanted the reboot to be rory pregnant oh Oh, i thought yeah i thought i I wanted it to be like okay gilmore girls was the study of those three generations what happens when you get a fourth generation in the mix and like her yes. her building grief of being a mother and mm-hmm. knowing she had a really non-traditional mother figure and how she approaches that whether there's a guy in the picture or not that's that's what i wanted to see yes. out of the reboot mm. that would be great and i would have loved it if she was like work obsessed mm-hmm. like if she had a job where she was really passionate about it and it was all she thought about and um i don't know there's like a million options that would have been better and i felt Mm -hmm. like it was so camp too that there was it was just too the gilmore girls was kind of grungy to Mm -hmm. start with it wasn't like that clean and perfect in Mm -hmm. camp a little camp but not that much and it was paired against emily's grief and lorelei's grief and rory's whatever she was doing like what and her forgettable boyfriend i hated that so much terrible like she felt so the odd person out in that reboot like i totally yeah yeah the great right you needed to have a storyline that Mm -hmm. was raised to that level like when i think about the year in the life aspects that i liked i loved emily's sort of transition and rejection of 
the culture that she'd embedded herself in now that she didn't have Richard as a tether. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, Rory, or Lorelai's speech about her father mm-hmm. and the phone to Emily. Mm-hmm. Like those, those are the things that worked and yes. Rory just had no part of it and couldn't even approach that level of interest yeah. to me as a viewer. Yeah, and if you wanted to hit home on millennial, could we have not like put a few strengths into the millennial story <laughs> book? Like, like a balance. As a former nerd, I went to International Academy and I had this <laughs> whole thing. I was going to be a doctor, guys. I like graduated high school early, um, but my story looks different for different reasons and sure. not to get into stuff, but like medical debt instead of medical school was a whole vibe for me. Mm-hmm. And I love where I am and I came out of my shell and I used social media and different things to create a different path for Mm -hmm. myself and Mm -hmm. I I want that for Rory I want millennials to not just be the hi you guys stink uh, generation (laughs) and we got all the worst of millennials in that show are you guys all millennials yeah 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 and it's your fault like you messed your own Mm -hmm. lives up so Mm -hmm. good job doing that you started (laughs) the world apparently gold star gold star in your chart (laughs) it's like (laughs) rude Yeah, yeah, like a journey to authenticity. That's like a that's a mm-hmm. high stakes character arc. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's kind of what they were trying for. I don't know. Did everyone do their favorite side? Did you do your favorite side character? I did early on. I said Jess was my oh, favorite. Jess. <laughs> I didn't want her to date the bad boy at first, but then I realized older that he was not the bad boy. He just had a lot more to to mm-hmm. do to get to where he needed to go and i think he was the best character in the uh, year in the life they mm-hmm. just really made him solid and everything we wanted for him in life mm-hmm. also wait. he's way too good for rory now <laughs> wait going back to what you said jess had the millennial millennial journey to authenticity yeah like that was his yeah that's solid yeah and he wrote his he wrote a book that mm-hmm. was his ending thing right what did he do in the year he wrote a book in yeah in not a year in the life so that's earlier yeah. What did yeah, he do he, in your life? I can't remember. I don't remember if he was working or if he'd just come to town for the the wedding, but he was like the the one who built Rory back up and told her, you know, it's okay to take this job at the the town and mm-hmm. and you you just have to find yourself. Like that yeah. was his his right. role. <sighs> now I have to watch that because I forgot that whole thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why Devil was dig. Suki testing soil? <sighs> <laughs> so yeah that that was one thing i didn't like that they were bringing in all those like guest chefs to fill her role i was like oh i forgot oh, yeah. i was like did they get some kind of deal on this or like why are they it was such like a weird way to recycle oh. famous people into it i was like what it was because they only could get melissa mccarthy for one day why? Well, She's melissa mccarthy had gotten busy. too big in the last decade yeah i mean i love melissa she McCarthy. was she was working pretty heavily on mike and molly she had her whole comedy movie angle yeah they they could only get her for a day okay i know we should be wrapping up but i just have one last i just want to know what everyone's favorite episode is of the whole show if you can think of any think about it favorite episode yeah your favorite episode oh no i do that's a lot to unpack what it's the Bracebridge dinner me too (laughs) that is a good one you were gonna say that that's my favorite one it is everything it's so good everything that i hate about living in a small town in theory (laughs) is in that episode and i eat it up every time Mm -hmm. it's amazing i love it that is a really good episode it's so good i love all the town together Mm -hmm. i love that it's snowing out which is like iconic Mm -hmm. i love the drunk guy i love um just the like the food because food is such a big thing in the show it's Mm -hmm. like a love it that's a really good one. Can we just say that's the best one? I, I'm down for that being the best one. I okay. can agree to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. Erin, did you want to talk a little bit about your, your cool business? Oh, well, speaking of millennials. Who- <laughs> 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 Thank you. Um, yeah, I run the Bed and Barkfest, so it started as a side hustle to save back up for, I don't know, my real career or something. Uh-huh. Um, and thankfully, it has outgrown that. We watch dogs residentially throughout Oakland County. We started out of our home, we moved up to a bigger house, and um, yeah, we were up to six houses, and our wait list keep outgrowing what I can keep up with, so I've got a lot of goals. I'm looking at buying some properties, if that's, you know, if I can cut back on avocado toast for a little while here. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well played. Beautiful. Thank you. Good one. Oh um, so yeah, we, we're just having a lot of fun with this. My husband really helps me a lot when he's still in his full-time career. Uh, we have kind of a team of people who, you know, I've got some single mothers and other people who thought they had different careers where we're taking care of pets together and trying to create bigger goals along with that. Wow, good for you. That's very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Where are you located at now? So I, my house is in Farmington. We've got okay. three Farmington houses, two Rochester and Auburn Hills, and then we're training up uh, a Royal Oak House, which okay. is looking very promising. Very nice. cool. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. So if people wanted to learn more, where would they go? I would love to have you follow me on Instagram. So that's just Instagram.com slash Bed and Barkfest, uh, B-A-R-K-F-E-S-T. If you ever come to our door, you'll see that we are a Barkfest from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> uh, we... Um, are also on Facebook and we've got a website, but I think we post most of our fun and interactive things on our Instagram. Very cool. Very cool. Very nice to meet you, Aaron. Nice to meet you as well. <laughs> and it was nice to have you on, Drew. Thank you. I actually really appreciated you hating on Lorelai since I always hate on Rory. I needed that. We needed like, some balance. Yeah, we need yeah. some balance. I do love, I do love the character, but Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org slash podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.